He's got Harvick by two car lengths and he's looking at the finish line. Second win of the season for Joey Logano. He scores his 25th career win, second of the year, and stock in awesome sauce just went up. <laughs> winner. Welcome back to another edition of the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. And on this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Atlanta. That's where we're headed this week, this Sunday, for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. And we're going to be taking a look at some of the money line picks, some guys that stand out to me going in based on the odds, some values. We'll talk about who we like, then we'll course dip into some head-to-head options this weekend i've got four cup picks and then maybe we'll talk little trucks i think we might we'll also preview uh, another bet around top fives i got a couple guys that i'm looking at here that might make sense and then we'll end with um phil's fired up section we're going to take a look at the finish line app which is nascar's proprietary gambling app we'll talk about it and we'll fill one out live i haven't even looked at this week's deal yet so we'll, we'll fill that out and place our entry so that'll be how we wrap up this episode but before we do all of that we're gonna have to take a quick look back at phoenix because it really was a good race i would say um, one of the best races so far this year outside of daytona and you love to see that because this is the first year in nascar since they've done the the chase format or the playoff format where Homestead Miami Speedway is not the championship race. It actually, this year in 2020, is Phoenix. So when we're seeing all of that action last weekend, it really just makes you very anxious and happy that that's going to be where we're going to decide the champion later on in November of this year. So fantastic. We just missed Moneyline. We had uh we missed Joey Logano. I mean, I honestly didn't think he would be popping his head back up after that win in Phoenix a couple weeks back. I thought he was going to be laying low, but he jumped up and surprised us. The crew chiefs even sounded a little bit surprised on the radio there in the intro where he was saying it's great to get that Phoenix win. So just missed. We had two guys. Actually, no, the top four guys. We had three of them money line. We called them out last week, including Kyle Larson, who finished – in that top four, he was going off at plus 2,000. I was cheering for him most of all because that would have been such a good payday, plus 2,000. He was up there. I think with like 35 laps left, he took the lead. I mean, he was in it. And that was something that was, you know, really making the race exciting for me. And anyone who took money on him or Kyle Busch, betting on the favorites did not pay off for us the last couple weeks. So we're going to avoid that moving forward uh, as we start to talk about Atlanta. But went 2-2 two and two with the head-to-head picks. And we went 2-0, finishing in the top 10. We, we called out Amarola and Kurt Busch. They both finished in the top 10. So there's some silver linings there when you don't hit the money line. Um, that's why it's worth kind of spreading your picks around and not just focusing on who's going to win the race. So uh, all in all, still walking out of the West Coast, feeling pretty good about things. Um, just really happy that the Phoenix race wasn't a snooze fest because we are going to be going back there with so much on the line later. And i um, very excited for that. So very entertaining race it almost has that short track feel to it so gotta love all of that i mean that's the type of stuff that everyone's clamoring for so 
great stuff all around. Now we're going to look ahead and we're coming back off of the West Coast and the first track we're getting to is Atlanta. This was for a while the the second race of the season. Now it's the fifth and historically when I hear you know Atlanta Motor Speedway I don't think excitement but when I think a little bit harder I actually realize that it has brought some entertaining races over the years and the drivers seem to really like it. It's been 22 years since there's been a repave there and that makes for a very slick racetrack and very bumpy racetrack uh, as well. So there's not much grip and that's what some of these guys really love. I can remember Dale Jr. a couple years ago pleading with the track owner saying do not repave this place because there were plans to do that as far as I remember and that kind of stayed off the, the kept him away from paving it and every race seems like you know this might be the last before a repave and um, so we'll see what happens after this one but we got another race of this slick fast racetrack um, they're working really hard to kind of keep it together every year in the off season so they used to have two races here a year but kind of like what we said about auto club i believe in 2010 schedule changed up a little bit and these guys lost a race They've been all over the schedule over the past 10 years. I mean, at one point they were the Labor Day weekend race, and then they were the second race of the year. Now they're later in the schedule. Um, so Atlanta just been getting bounced around. And that might be, the lack of consistency might be what kind of rings out to me as far as trying to remember Atlanta as being a, a great spot. But the drivers love it. And when the drivers like the racetrack and they consider it challenging, that would typically mean that it's, you know, a fun track to watch. So a lot of history that I'm going to call out here. So 112 races, as we start to get into the, the track stats here, 112 races is a shitload of races here and a lot of data to kind of pour through. So as we're doing that, I've noticed a, a couple things. Experience really seems like it matters here because when you're looking at the statistics and you're seeing all the the top of all the active drivers there's only been two times where a driver has finished in the top five that hasn't been on the circuit for more than 10 years that came from chase elliott and kyle larson so what i'm saying there is that all of the the big finishers the top five finishers and the the top 10 finishers are coming from guys who have experience. They've been on the, the NASCAR Cup Series circuit for at least 10 years. So it's something to think about as you're thinking about who to place bets on this coming weekend. So some more tracks that's here. And this is something that in the past few episodes, I've sort of, you know, just called them out as more of a an informational type of deal. But in this case, I'm going to call it out as something we really want to look at. So I said 112 races all time here. There have been 14 times where a driver has won from the pole. That's, you know, pretty decent amount of times. But the last time it happened in, was in 2006 with Casey Kane. Uh, he used to love this racetrack. I know that because I used to be a big Casey Kane fan. So uh, 2006, it's a while ago. But so you think to yourself, okay, you know, maybe you don't have to have a good qualifying effort to do well at Atlanta since 2006. I mean, that was 14 years ago. But I would say you're probably wrong because looking at winners who have come from the top five starting positions, it's happened 62 times. That's 55% of the time the winner is starting in the top five. Then if we pull that up to starting in the top 10, it's 87 times. For 78% of the time, 
the winner is starting in the top 10. That is ringing loud to me saying, hey, we're going to need to actually see what's going on in qualifying. So when I'm talking about these picks that I'm going to get to here later in this episode, I'm saying this with the caveat of I'm probably going to hold off and see how these guys actually qualify because I'll take the hit in the odds a lot of the time uh, because this racetrack is actually standing out to me as big time qualifying matters. 78% of the time, winner coming from the top 10, that's that's a big deal. Um, starting outside of the top 20, it's only been 9% of the time, only once in the last 27 races has the winner started outside of the top 20, and that was Jimmy Johnson in 2015 when he, thir- he started 37th. So very, very big deal this week in terms of waiting for qualifying to place your bets. I am definitely going to wait until qualifying takes place because I would hate to, you know, love a guy and then have him go out and qualify like 29th. Just it's it's tough. It's clearly tough to get through the field and win the race here at Atlanta. So, something that we definitely want to consider as we talk about the rest of this episode and the guys that we like. So, with all that being said, let's start talking about picks we like for the money line this weekend in Atlanta. I'm going to start with, according to the odds right now, the long shot of the group that I'm going to call out here, and it's Kurt Busch. He's going off right now at plus 2,000. It's wild. Wild number for Kurt Busch, and I'm going to tell you why. All time here, he's got three wins, seven top fives, 14 top tens. That's 28 races started here. Those are good numbers. 50% 50% of the time, he's going to finish in the top 10. I love that about no matter who it is and, and what the odds are. That's that's good stuff. 50% of the time, he's got it going on. Looking at the last 10 races, though, Kurt Busch is very, very good. 10 races, he's got four top fives, seven top tens, and a pole. So the thing that you like here is that all time... His average finish is 14.9, but if you just focus on the last 10 races, it skyrockets to the top, and he actually leads all drivers in average finish in the last 10 races at 6.9. That's a huge difference, and if you just focus on his last four races here, he's got four top 10s, and he finished third last time around, last year in 2019, so third best driver rating out of all drivers here. This guy jumps off the page to me. He, he, he jumped off the page to me as I was going through the, the numbers, and then I saw that they had him going off at plus 2,000. That number's definitely going to drop, and like I said, we might want to see how he qualifies, uh, but historically, he is someone who can get it done, has gotten it done, and last year, coming off a, a great third-place finish in the one car with Chip Ganassi, so um, not much has changed for him, so I can't see why, you know, without something bad happening to him on the track, like a blown tire or somebody getting into him or getting caught up in somebody else's wreck, Kurt Busch will probably be there in the end. And at that value, you're going to be cheering your ass off for him to you know, take the checkered flag because if you're able to get him at plus 2,000, um, I, I can't imagine that number is not going to go down. So he's a, a great value pick right now. He's a great pick all around. I mean, the numbers point you to the one car. It, it, it is what it is. And we've been talking the past few weeks about him finishing the top 10. I'm, I'm upping that this weekend. I'm going to take him to win the race outright uh, at Atlanta. The funny thing about this is 
he missed 2015. So when we're talking about stats in the last 10 races, he's actually missing one. He's only been there nine times. And we have a stat here that I haven't really called out, but it's it's most points earned in the last 10 races here at this racetrack. And with missing one of those races, he actually still leads that category most points earned at Atlanta in the last 10 races. So great stuff. Like I said, everything's pointing you in this direction. I just don't understand why the odds aren't reflecting that. So I don't know if they're talking about or, or they're basing that off of stuff this year, but Kurt's been pretty good this year. Like I said, coming off a of top 10. So I don't understand why this is so out of whack, but I love it because this is an opportunity for us as the gambler to jump on this and maybe capitalize on the mistake of the odds makers here. So mark it down the one car, Kurt Busch going off at plus 2000. I'm all over. I love it. And you should too. So next guy we're going to take a look at is the defending champion of this race. And it's Brad Kozlowski. He's currently going off at plus 700. Brad's a, well, he's an interesting cat so far this year. I can't really put my finger on it. I, Seem like the Penske guys, Logano and Blaney, have had their share of success so far this year, and Brad just hasn't. I I don't understand it. He's tenth in the standings right now, and he's got two top tens. But when you have Blaney, who up until last week was leading the points, and now you have Logano, who has two wins already out of four races, you, you feel like you want more out of what you would consider the the leader of that clubhouse is is the two car and Brad. So I would expect more. This is a racetrack where he could probably get that. And if Penske wants to keep it rolling, I could see Brad being the person to do that this weekend. He's got two wins, four top fives, and seven top tens in the last 10 races. Seventh here in average finish in that time span. But if you just focus on the last three years, three races, he's finished first, second, and first. That's wild. So last year, he kind of bucks that trend of the qualifying needing to be great because last year when he won the race, he started 19th. And when he won a couple years back, he started 5th. So he's both ends of the spectrum, you know, kind of starting further back, won the race, starting up front, still won the race. So he's someone who clearly has the ability to get around the racetrack. Maybe if he needs to, you know, gain positions and, and pass people. He has that ability. We want that in someone that we're taking to, to win on the money line. So he hasn't finished outside the top 10 since 2014. It's a good stat. I want somebody like that on my on my team. So fourth best driver rating out of everyone. Again, the stats are kind of pointing you to this guy. More people may be on him because of his recent success here. I mean, he's the defending champ. He's going to get a lot of press about that as you know, the, the weekend rolls on. He just seems like a good pick to me at plus 700. Now, you might be a little skeptical about back-to-back -back winners. And, you know, I was at first too, but I took a look at it and it's not uncommon in Atlanta. I mean, the last time it happened was Jimmy Johnson, 2015, 2016. Johnson did it a couple times, actually. Bobby Labonte did it a few times. I mean, if you go back through the history of this racetrack, it's happened a bunch. So it's not out of the ordinary for a person to win back-to-back -back races you know, year after year. So mark it down, Brad. He is someone that could get it done. And at plus 700, I like those odds, but this is definitely somebody, whereas Kurt Busch plus 2000, those odds may go down. This is definitely someone that I'm going to wait and see how he qualifies because of what we were saying happening to him this year. Just 
He seems something seems a, a bit off, and if he goes out and qualifies poorly, I'll, I'll probably back off on it. But if he goes out and puts it, you know, top ten, I'll be all over this, no matter what the odds are at that point. So Brad Keselowski in the two plus seven hundred. I love it. All right, next guy we're going to talk about is the the hometown guy. It's Chase Elliott going off right now at plus eight hundred. He's only been here four times, so the sample size isn't huge, but that's okay. That's fine. He's got one top five and three top tens in four races. So because he's got such a small sample size, his average finish when we're talking about all these drivers all time is actually first. But because that's at 10.3, when you have more races here, it tends to, you know, pull your average finish um, up a little bit. So we're going to focus then on just the last 10 races here and in that case chase is fifth in that category with the same average finish 10.5 so ninth in driver rating driver rating when we're talking about guys who might not have a a huge sample size i like to look at driver rating and and he's ninth it's not terrible but it's not great either he actually finished 19th last year, which was his worst finish in his four races here. So coming off of his worst career finish at this racetrack, you would think he's marked it on his calendar. It's He's from Georgia, so you call it his hometown track. Um, he definitely could have that circled as, you know, hey, I need to improve here. The thing about it is he's never had a good qualifying position. So if you think about that, I mean, his average starting spot has been 21st. His best starting position was 11th, where he finished 5th. So when he had the best qualifying position of his career, he had his best finish of his career. So this is somebody that I'm definitely going to be looking for on qualifying day. If he can get up there and finally right those wrongs of qualifying and maybe you know put the car in the top 5 maybe, his odds would go down, but I would definitely be hovering around Chase Um I'm really liking him right now, but I'll, I'll like him a lot more if he's able to qualify well anywhere from you know 11 to, to the pole. He kind of disappointed me last week. I know I didn't call him out as a Moneyline pick to win on the podcast last week, but I actually took him uh, anyway because of what I saw in practice and qualifying. He was all over it. He ended up finishing seventh, so a little bit of a letdown there. But overall, he's having a solid season, and I think this is a track where you know if he can get out to a good start, the car's fast off the truck, then we could see the nine car um, doing some damage here this weekend. So mark it down. Chase Elliott plus 800 right now in the nine car. The last guy that I'm going to call out is a little bit of a surprise to me because when you're looking at the statistics for Atlanta, he's somebody, he's a big name, and he's someone who kind of stands out a little bit like Kurt. And this is Martin Truex Jr. The thing that's weird about it is, similar to Kurt, he's going off at plus 1,000. I haven't seen Truex going off at that high of a number in a very long time. So my first instinct when I saw that was, oh, well, he must really suck here. But the fact of the matter is, he doesn't. And there's a big stat that I want to call out. So we talk about average finish. All time, his average finish is 16.9. That's good enough for 10th out of everyone going to be there on, on Sunday. But when we just look at the last 10 races, which you know is a stat that I love because it's talking about what have you done for me lately, especially at this track, he is second out of everyone where his average finishes jumps from 
16.9, all the way up to 8.4. He cuts it in half in the last 10 races. So clearly, beginning of his career, he had some poor finishes, but that tells me that he's turned it around a little bit. And last year was his first year driving the 19 for Joe Gibbs Racing at Atlanta, and he had the best finish of his career. So you got to love that. He also is somebody, when you're looking at his history here, who can turn a poor qualifying effort at a track that kind of requires a good one into a decent finish. So he's started 35th one point in the past, and he's finished 5th. He started 14th, he finished 6th. He started 28th, he finished 4th. Now, obviously, there were some reverses of that, but it's not something that you've been seeing for other drivers being able to jump from so far back and finish so strong. So I like that with Truex, and his big value should be standing out to you. I mean, plus 1,000, that, that is something that really puts it over the edge for Truex. Now, we need more from him this year. If we want to just focus on 2020 specifically, he's just not the Truex that we're talking about. Zero top 10 so far this year. He's 15th in the standings. Seems like every week he's just kind of a victim of some bad luck. Last week, you know, he was up there and then all of a sudden you look up and he's in the wall and um, he's, he's getting his car worked on. There's smoke coming out from everywhere. You know, it just craziness seems to find Shrek so far this year. So I would imagine maybe that poor momentum is why they have the odds at, at plus 1,000 for someone who clearly has been regularly strong here recently. So another chance for us to kind of jump on that and take advantage of it. I mean, I've been pretty vocal in the past, maybe last season, where I've been saying it seems like the, the odds makers really just look at last race and it's Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and then they don't really care about anyone else. So um, these odds will definitely change, but I like Truex at plus 1,000 for sure. And I would definitely take him lower if he goes out and, and qualifies well. So just to recap the guys that I like on the money line this week at Atlanta, I really like Kurt Busch going off at plus 2,000. I like Brad Keselowski, defending champion here, plus 700. Chase Elliott, the hometown boy, plus 800. And then we just talked about Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 going off at plus 1,000. So those are the guys you should definitely keep your eye on this weekend. Instead of talking about drivers to finish in the top 10 like we have in the past, even though we're coming off of a 2-0 race last week where we, we picked two guys to do that successfully, I wanted to switch it up a little bit this week because there was a prop bet out there that I liked and it had to do with the top five. And this is a scenario where you can choose whether or not a person will finish in the top five, yes or no. And this is something that Cousin Greg had brought up to me a couple weeks back and we found some success here betting people not to finish in the top five. So even though you're going to be giving up money most of the time, saying somebody will not finish in the top five, it'll probably go off around you know, minus 200, minus 150, depending on who you're talking about, it is worth your time to at least investigate that bet. So I have two guys that I've called out here who I am focusing on for this bet specifically. The first one is Denny Hamlin. He was kind of our guinea pig on this bet for multiple weeks in a row, and the last two weeks we've hit on it. He has not finished in the top 10 at Auto Club or Phoenix, and I think that trend is going to continue at Atlanta this week. 
Why do I feel that way? Well, he's only got one top five in his last 10 races. And those finishes that he didn't finish in the top five were not good, okay? The, the finishes were 11th place, 38th, 16th, and 38th. So two 38th place finishes for Hamlin here at Atlanta in the last five races. And the thing is, he's starting in the top 10 in a lot of those races. So he's someone who is not taking advantage of the high starting position, a good qualifying time, uh, more recently. So we love talking about the guys who are on the upward trends. Well, Hamlin is not. So he's currently going off to not finish in the top five at minus 167. I think that that is good value right there. I still think he's got a little bit of that hangover from the 500. The Gibbs camp in general just hasn't been what we expect from them here in the beginning portion of the season, even though they've got that one win. So I'm going to say no to the 11 in the top five this weekend, and we'll see if it comes back to bite me, but I'm feeling pretty confident in it. And, you know, I hate to do that to our boy, Denny Hamlin, to, to bet against him like that, but uh, we're going to keep it going for the third week in a row. So the next guy that I want to talk about is Ryan Blaney, and he's someone who has only been here four times. So the sample size isn't huge, but his best finish is 10. I'm uh, sorry. His best finish is 12th. So that means he hasn't even finished in the top 10. We're talking about a guy trying to finish in the top five. Makes me feel pretty safe. The thing is here, the value you're, you're at minus 225 right now for him not to finish in the top five. Now, maybe after qualifying, you get a better value there, but it's still worth your time to consider that, I believe, because I don't think Blaney's going to be able to put that race together. He had a string of good races to start this season, but he finished horribly. He, he actually kind of killed us last week. We called him out on the money line, and, and he was out of the race very early. And so he might still be kind of hanging on to that. In addition to that, he has been on record in the past as saying that this track is a handful. It's very tough to tame is what he said in the media in the past. So that tells me that the track is in his head. It, it's paying rent in Blaney's head and, you know, it might not be best to take him to do anything good. So why not take him to finish outside the top five? That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. So that's Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney both were saying no to finishing in the top five. We're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. So that's going to bring us to most people's favorite part of the podcast, and it's the head-to-head section. And once again, it's sponsored by the TGF Pick'em and Hammer Hollow in the Mush. For all of your XFL gambling needs, TGF Pick'em. So in this section, we're going to take a look at some of these head-to-head matchups. I'm calling out four, like normal. And we're going to start with a, a battle of teammates, somebody that we called out already and somebody that won last week. So it's Joey Logano taking on Brad Keselowski. They're both going off at even odds at minus 115. So let's dig into the tail of the tape between these two because it's pretty similar. I mean, when you're looking at their stats overall, we have some similarities here because, you know, looking at their average finish in the last 10 races, they're pretty close to each other. Uh, with driver rating, though, Brad jumps out to you. He's fourth, and Logano is 10th. Over the last five races, Brad has a 4-1 to one lead at Atlanta against Joey. That's since 2015. So you combine that 
with the fact that Joey's now coming off of another win. I don't think Logano's going to win back-to-back races here. Um, I, I just don't see it. And we talked earlier about how Brad's going to need to step up. I just think the combination of the, the two things, it's current situation. So I think Logano may be able to rest a little bit coming off the West Coast, coming off a win. Things are good in the 22 world right now. Whereas for the two car, it's the complete opposite. They're trying to really ramp up their season and get into that comfort level that Joey has. So uh, for that reason, plus the fact that Brad is just simply better here against Joey, I like the two over the 22, especially since they're going off at even money. I mean, I would expect Brad to be you know heavily favored over Logano. So mark me down for Kozlowski over Logano. I'm trying to get some revenge on that slowy Slogano after uh, biting me in the ass last week going out and winning in Phoenix. I, I got to get him here with the two car over the 22. So there's the first option and the first pick for the head-to-head matchup section. Now we're going to stick with the battle of the teammates scenario and we're going to move over to the Hendrick camp and we're going to start with Alex Bowman. Okay, He's going to be taking on Jimmy Johnson and, and Bowman is the favorite, slight favorite right now in this head-to-head matchup. So combined, looking at these two together on the racetrack at the same time, it's a little weird looking at the statistics because Bowman had had a, a gap in his time here at Atlanta. So he raced in 2014 and 2015, then there was a gap, and he raced for Hendrick in 2018 and 2019. So little weird kind of looking at the statistics, but if you do go ahead and look at the head-to-head matchup for when these two guys are on the track at the same time, it's 2-2. Two and two which is a little surprising. I would have thought Johnson would have had more of a a pop there in the the previous record. Um, Bowman has no top tens at Atlanta. And he's going up against Jimmy Johnson, who has the best driver rating out of everybody. Now, I know it's not the Jimmy Johnson of old. And towards the end of last season, I I kept taking him in head-to-head matchups like this one against Bowman. And it just didn't work out for me. But I think that it's a little bit different this year. We've seen some momentum from the 48. They're doing well so far this year. They're in the top 10 in in the point standings. So my pick is going to be Jimmy Johnson because it's going to be about experience. I talked about that at the beginning of the podcast when we're talking about the racetrack in general, how experience here really seems to matter. Bowman doesn't have it, doesn't even have a top 10. Johnson arguably is the best driver here of all time uh, out of every active driver. So that's what we're talking about. I'm going to go with Jimmy Johnson. He's an underdog. So you get some value here. It's a little weird to me that this is even an option. I would expect those odds to change on race day. So Johnson over Bowman. We'll see if it bites you in the ass. I mean, I'm taking the the combination of the history and the the momentum for Johnson, the, the quality finishes that he's had so far this year. So Mark me down. The 48. I like betting on him here in his last season. The next one is a good one because it's a battle of most times the favorites at every racetrack, and it's Kevin Harvick versus Kyle Busch. They both have a very lengthy history here. Harvick with 28 races at Atlanta Lifetime and Kyle Busch with 21. So two guys we talk about experience. Well, these two guys, they definitely have it. Now, Harvick has the better numbers here. Busch 
has a better average finish in the last 10 races. So it's kind of, you know, which is the best way to go? Because clearly Bush has been better more recent, but Harvick with the better stats overall. And when you look at the last five races where these guys have been in head to head, Harvick has the 4 1 lead. That rings some bells to me as, hey, this might be uh, worth it taking him. But if you look further, Harvick won the race in 2018. So when we talk about average finishes in the last 10, Harvick, if we look at smaller sample size than that, I mean, he's he's all over it more recently. So a win in 2018, he's got five straight top 10s. My pick is Kevin Harvick. He's more consistent here, even though Bush has the average finish stat in his favor. The rest all screams Kevin Harvick. Harvick's actually going out right now. He's going off as the head and shoulders favorite to win the race at plus 450 compared to Bush, who's actually going off to win the race at plus 600. So that tells you something. Vegas clearly thinks that Harvick is the better race car driver at this track. So I don't see why I would argue with him here. Uh, Everything's pointing to me that direction. I mean, these are two prize fighters in the, the prime of their careers right now. So it really could go either way, but everything's telling me to go lock it in for the four car over the 18 this week in Atlanta. Now, we are going to touch on these guys again in just a second in a different way. But right now for this head-to-head matchup, I'm going with Harvick over Kyle. The last one that I have for you is more of a fun one because this is the, the back of the pack trash. And I like betting on these types of guys because it gives you more to to look for as the race is going on. So this matchup is going to be Chris Busher taking on Austin Dillon. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, Phil, these guys aren't trash. I mean, Chris Busher's having a good year, and, and Austin Dillon, I mean, he's a big name in the sport. Well, shut up, because at this racetrack, they're both absolute garbage. Now, not a ton of time at this track. Busher's only been here. Let's take a look at the stats here. Only been here four times. The record head-to-head, pretty even. Two and two against each other head-to-head at Atlanta. They both only have one lead lap finish, though. So both clearly not good. Busher finished ninth last year. So my pick is going to be Chris Busher based on the, the recent top 10 finish and the fact that Austin Dillon's best finish of all time is is 11th and he's been here more times he's been here seven times in the past and he's only finished on the lead lap once best finish 11th in seven races i mean seven now you know i could see the guys like busher and and bowman and william byron who have kind of like smaller sample sizes less than five races but you're getting up to seven i mean you've been here a few times so it's time to start seeing some finishes and we're just not seeing it out of Austin Dillon in the three car at this particular racetrack and maybe the what we were saying earlier about being slippery and unpaved and it just doesn't fit his style but in this case I would go with Chris Busher they're both going off at minus 115 so it's very even overall I really like the 17 in this scenario it jumped off the page to me first off I was skimming through and I was looking for some guys from the back of the pack and when I saw this matchup, it, it just jumped out to me. Chris Butcher's having a, a pretty good season so far on top of this, all the stats that we just laid out there. So mark me down. I like it. Chris Butcher over Austin Dillon. So to recap those picks for Sunday, I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski over Joey Logano, Jimmy Johnson over Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick over Kyle Busch, and Chris Busher over Austin Dillon. Now, I did mention that we 
may talk about the trucks a little bit. And I, I said there's a little preview of some more Kevin Harvick versus Kyle Busch stuff. So we want to talk about the bounty. When Kyle Busch went out and dominated the field in Vegas in the truck series a few weeks back, Kevin Harvick placed a bounty out there that said, I'm looking for any cup driver who wants to take a, a truck and if he can beat Kyle Busch in an upcoming race, I'll give him 50 grand. Well, the really the, the guy who runs the truck series said, I'll double it. So let's make it 100. So there's $100,000 of cash awaiting any cup driver who could beat Kyle Busch in a truck series race. Well, that's this weekend. Okay, we got our first shot at it, and it's going to be with Chase Elliott taking on Kyle Busch. He grabbed the, the 24 truck, which is a truck that has been very successful in the past. Brett Moffitt has won some races with that truck. Um, it's GMS is the team. So very strong team because they're just not running full time. I haven't looked into it that clearly. I don't know how that truck is available with Moffitt not being there. He's in the 23, I believe at this point. But regardless, big name, Chase Elliott at his home track, Atlanta, coming down to take on Kyle Busch. So the, the matchup that we're looking at here is, will Chase be able to do it? And to win the bounty, he doesn't even have to win the race. He just has to beat Kyle in the 51 truck, I believe is what he's driving. Now, I, in this matchup, I'm looking at it, I said a few weeks back, if you see Kyle Busch in a truck race, you've got to throw him some cash on the money line because he's going to win the race. And I still feel that way even now. Okay, he's even more ramped up. He's got Kevin Harvick talking shit from the rafters, throwing bounties on his head. You know, that's his livelihood. He's he's winning races. That's his team. KBM is his team, and he's winning races for his team. That's a big deal. So I'm going to go with Kyle Busch over Chase Elliott in this truck race. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Chase has had a lot of success running in the trucks in the years past, but I just don't see it happening. I mean, with this added attention, I think Kyle maybe had gotten bored in the past. Now he's even more attentive to it. So I think Kyle's going to dominate this weekend once again, and I'll probably take a money line on top of it. But Kyle versus Chase, I'm still going with Kyle. So in this week's Phil's Fired Up section of the podcast, I'm talking about an app that I'm actually pretty fired up about, but in a good way. All right, We're going to be talking about the Finish Line app that NASCAR has out there, and it seems like it's a replacement for what we talked about last year with the Props Challenge, where it was 10 questions, and they were basically like prop bets that you had to guess. And uh, you know, you, you, if you finished... Uh, 10 for 10, you could win $100 to the NASCAR shop. Well, a little bit more on the line this year and a little bit uh, more to do. So we're going to fill one out. I got my phone out right now live. And what you do is you go through the series of questions and they're going to give you a list of drivers. I think there's six groups total and they're going to give you a list of drivers and you have to choose what driver is going to finish higher out of all of the options in that group. You have to do that Six times, I believe, we'll, we'll find out here in a second. And then you have to choose the winner of the race, all right? If you go 100%, if you get everything right, you have the opportunity to win $50,000. Now, from what I've been able to tell here doing it this first few weeks, it's almost impossible. I mean, it's really fucking hard to do this. But 
it's fun nonetheless. I mean, you, you're sitting down and you have something to do while you're uh, on the can or something throughout the week. It, it's fun to look through. So we're going to do that. I'm going to go in and hit play now. So the first group, I'm going to be throwing a lot of names your way. So it is looks like it is six different groups. So let's go through this and we'll, we'll see who we choose. I'm going to be throwing a lot of names your way. But here in the first group, this is basically like the, the A class, the varsity, okay? We're looking at Kozlowski, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Truex, Denny Hamlin, and Kurt Busch. Now, this is a tough one because I was all over Kurt Busch. It's funny that they're throwing him into this group. I'm probably going to go with Kevin Harvick just because when I'm playing these little prop games, I mean, it's free to play. When I'm playing these little prop games, I like doing something a little bit different than I do when I actually throw real money down just to kind of hedge my bets almost. So I'm going to go with Harvick here out of this group. Now it's going to bring us to group two. Joey Logano, Clint Boyer, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Eric Jones, and Jimmy Johnson. So out of everyone we talked about so far today, I talked about Chase Elliott, how I liked him to win Moneyline. So I'm going to go with Chase in this scenario. Group three, Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney, Stenthouse, Almarola, DiBenedetto, and Austin Dillon. So we already talked about how Dillon sucks here. So he's out. Bowman, also not great at this racetrack. Blaney, I, I don't like him either. Almirola finished eighth here last year. He may be the pick here. I mean, can he stay hot is the question because he's been reeling out some decent finishes for him. Uh, Tibetadeno has been trash here in the past. I'm going to have to go with Almirola out of this group. So he's my pick there. We've got just a few left. Group four. This is where you really get into the nitty-gritty, and this is what really makes it hard. Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, Christopher Bell, Ryan Newman, which I don't know if he's... It might be Ross Chastain at this point. I don't know if Newman is racing this weekend. Chris Buescher and William Byron. They're throwing William Byron down in the trash. Wow. Um, this is a tough one, but I think I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. He's been really... Up there, his driver rating has been pretty decent so far this year. He's just not getting some of the finishes that you'd like. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this on the fly here. I'm, I'm going to go with Redick. And then, because uh, it's these random, you know, finishes that makes this so hard to win. So why not throw it on uh, the youngster, Tyler? All right, group five. Ty Dillon, Cole Custer, Daniel Suarez, John Hunter Nemechek. And the 77 car, the driver's not been named, not choosing him. And Joey Gase. Uh, to me, this is really between Custer and Suarez. Suarez did well here last year. Uh, I'm going to go with Cole Custer out of this group. And then the final group, Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell, Corey LaJoy, Quinn Huff, Timmy Hill, and Brennan Poole. I'm going to go with Ryan Priest. He's in the best equipment out of all of these guys. That one seems like a no-brainer. He finished 35th here last year, so not great, but I'll still go with the 37 and Ryan Priest. And then you have to choose your race winner. It could be any of the drivers you selected or somebody else if you want to try to take a take a risk. And uh, I will go with Kevin Harvick to, to win the race since you know it doesn't cost me anything. Choose the favorite. Why not? So I'll submit my picks, and... What's happened in the past, it seems like it's around, you know, 23,000 people enter, which is a lot of people. But the thing is, even if you don't go 100%, you still could have a chance of winning some money, which is kind of cool. So if we look at my past entries, um, I gained 170 points. You need 500 points to, 
to get the jackpot. So 170 for Daytona, 115. So last couple weeks, Auto Club, I had the best score, 270. Uh, 270 points out of my picks. Now, if you look at the, the standings, 470 points was the first place person. So he just missed the jackpot there. And they gave that guy 500 bucks, which is no, you know, that's no uh, nothing to, to sneeze at, 500 bucks for free. I mean, this thing is free to play. So they pay out um, all the way down. I think they pay out like the top 10 people. So somebody who finished um, with 370 points actually got some some money there. So pretty cool. It's uh, interesting that they're doing it. It's something that's very similar to the NBC Sports app that they put out early last year, at the end of the, the season last year, when they took over uh, the NASCAR part. their part of the NASCAR schedule, rather. Um, we talked about it. Maybe we'll, we'll do a little bit more of a dive into that later this year. But it's an interesting thing. To me, it makes you know all the sense in the world to to download this and just play it because it's free and who the hell knows? I mean, you, you catch some lightning in a bottle and then all of a sudden you got 50 grand, like very, uh, very low probability, but there's no risk involved. So I would give it a shot. That's my entry. We'll, we'll follow back next week to see how we do, but, um, yeah, fun to do. All right, so that's going to do it for another episode of Full Tank with Phil. We're heading to Hotlanta, so we want to get hot once again. Try to cash in on those money lines, those head-to-heads, those prop bets. I'm all over it. And don't forget about the truck race this weekend in Atlanta. It could be very interesting. So let's cash it in, and we'll see you next week in Miami. Remember, drive fast and take chances. We'll see you next time. Place to go. Hell no place to go. Hell no place to go. Goodbye.